This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tunde Bolanta, as he brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Take it to verse 4. Let's see. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Hebrews chapter 4. We just take verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. When Isaiah saw the Lord, it wasn't an easy time in the history of that nation. King Uzziah had started very well, succeeded, came to great heights, but he fell when he tried to usurp the, the, the position of priest, and he became a leper. And he died in a severe house where the lepers were kept. It was in these circumstances, in this situation, that the year he died, Isaiah saw the Lord. You know, sometimes in our lives, there are uncomfortable situations. They could be financial, they could be emotional, they could be different things in our lives. But if you can see the Lord in the midst of that thing, God can turn that story around. You know, when he saw the Lord, he couldn't see all the problems. He saw the cherubim and the seraphims, how they were worshiping God. And sometimes, you know, Isaiah said, oh, I'm, a, I'm undone. I, I don't deserve to be here. But this morning, I want to say you deserve to be here. I say you deserve to be here. Why do you deserve to be here? Jesus is your mercy seat. You qualify for the grace of God. We are speaking on the grace of God this morning. Jesus is your mercy seat. You qualify for the grace of God. You know, God told the children of Israel in Exodus um, chapter 25, verse 22. He said, And there I will meet thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the cherubims. What Isaiah saw in the spirit was the same thing God gave them in the natural. Amen? Isaiah saw the throne of God in the spirit. In the Holy of Holies, they had a mini throne of God. Hmm? He said, I will commune with thee from above the ark. What was inside the ark? The Ten Commandments, which they could not keep. The manna, which was, they cried for food and were protesting against God. 
What was inside there again? Aaron's rod that bordered was inside there. They argued about who did God really anoint. God said, I don't want to deal with you based on your failures this morning. I don't want to deal with you based on what you could not do. I don't want to deal with you based on your history. I know you have messed up. I know you didn't do too well. But I want to deal with you based on my mercy this morning. Somebody say mercy. I want to deal with you based on my mercy. So once a year, the high priest will come and take blood on, you see, the mercy seat was that cover, that lead that covered the ark, and put blood there. And the, 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 the you know, the seraphims, the, 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 the cherubims were carved, the cherubims were carved to represent what was in heaven. And they will put blood there. And once blood has been put there, it spoke about the blood of Jesus that was to come. Once blood has been put there, the presence of God will come. This morning, I want to announce to you, in the midst of the confusion and, 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 and the serious challenges of life today, wherever in the world that you live in, in the midst of all that, God said, I don't want to deal with you based on your failure. I don't want to be, deal with you based on the things you couldn't keep. I want to deal with you based on what I did. I went to the cross and I died. And I took my blood, that's God speaking now, I took my blood to the holiest of all in heaven, to the tabernacle of heaven, and I placed blood there for you. I want to say this morning, there's blood speaking from the tabernacle of heaven over your family. Whatever is consuming other people will not find you in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus himself placed that blood there. He placed it in your name. He said, in the name of this, my child, I'm putting this blood here. And I'm saying they are discharged and acquitted. Any sins they've committed, any mistakes they've made, I have cleared it in my blood. There is no history for them. There is no past for them. There are no causes for them. This child will go from strength to strength as those that come to Zion. If I'm describing you this morning, why? Why don't you rise and give him praise in the house of God? There's blood in heaven calling your name this morning. And I want to announce to you that blood has no expiry date. He cannot dry out. It's the blood of God Almighty. So I'm declaring to you in the month of September, in the month of October, in the month of November, in the month of December, and throughout the coming year, I want to declare over your life that that blood is still talking your name this morning. And because that blood is talking your name, you can come without condemnation. You can come without defeat to the throne of God because you are welcome there. You believe that? Give him a shout of amen in the house of God. Please sit for a bit. Glory to God. The cherubims were carved there, but the throne we are coming this morning is not the throne where they carved cherubims. The real cherubims are there. And when you remember, the Bible, Isaiah said, with two wings, they covered their faces. They couldn't even look at God. Angels don't sin. They used to before. The time Lucifer rebelled, they used to be able to. But after that, God, God said, you cannot sin. But when they got there, they couldn't even look at God. They had to cover their feet. In case they walk somewhere, they should not walk. But thank God, we can look at him. You know why you can look at him? His blood is calling your name. His blood is calling your name. Your identity card this morning is the blood of Jesus. Jesus himself is your mercy seat. Romans 3.25 actually calls him our mercy seat. He says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Propitiation also means mercy seat. In fact, Amplified Classic says, Whom God put forward before the eyes of all as a mercy seat. Jesus is my mercy seat. What does that mean? 
mercy he's willing to show favor mercy he loves you tenderly mercy is full of eager yearning to touch you mercy he wants to do for you more than you want to do for yourself hallelujah to jesus so when you look at that mountain before you you can tell that mountain this morning god wants to do for me more than i want to do for myself god is itching to touch me poverty is not your portion Lack is not your portion. Destruction is not your portion. Don't read the devil's letter. Look at what God has said. Jesus is your mercy seat so you can come to the throne of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. You know, mercy is not what you've done. You don't deserve it. But mercy comes because God is just thinking about you. God is mindful of you. He's thinking about you. He's working on a problem. He's working on a problem. Some of you have had some of these testimonies before, but sometimes they bear repeating. Do you know it is mercy for you not to be asking for something? Somebody just sends you something you are not expecting. Anybody ever experienced that? Sometimes just says, ah, but, uh, eh? Say, ah, ah, hmm? When they do that, it's God that reminded them to, remind, to remember you. Is there an amen somewhere in the house of God? One day I was preaching in the old church. Those of you who were there, I was minding my business preaching. I was walking, preaching like this in one of the services, and this word jumped out of my mouth. And the fibroid would disappear. And you have a child by the name of Joshua. Does anybody remember that story? I'm sure the woman is here somewhere this morning. And the fibroid disappeared. And before the baby was born, the baby was named. Can somebody say an amen in the house of God? Because God is thinking about what you are not thinking about. So that problem bothering you is already solved in the name of Jesus. I said that problem is already solved in the name of Jesus. I said that mountain is already moving in the name of Jesus. To love tenderly. What can I do for this child today? I don't know how you see your own God. Because blood has been put there in my name. When he's thinking about me. He's saying, wow, what can I do for this boy today? Your week is going to be great. I say your week is going to be great because the God of heaven is thinking about you. The God of heaven is thinking about you this morning. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's look at the story of the prodigal son, another guy who found mercy. Let's look at the guy. He found mercy. He found mercy. Hmm. The throne of grace. Hmm. Oh, all right. That's another thought. Let's take this one. Jesus, your high priest, has given you his robe of righteousness. You qualify for grace this morning. Say with me, Jesus, my high priest, has given me his robe of righteousness. I qualify for mercy. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61 verse 10 Read down one, write down Isaiah 54, 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, Romans 5, 17. Isaiah 61, 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my God, in, in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he had clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decked himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorned herself. <laughs> With her jewels. Luke 15 22. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, 
and shoes on his feet. Hallelujah to Jesus. Jesus, your high priest, has given you what? His robe of righteousness. Isaiah 61 said, with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with you. How many of you have noticed that the day of wedding, the sisters always look very, very beautiful? Even the person you thought was ugly, nobody is ugly, but they always look, have you noticed the way they, in fact, there's one girl in church, she's a beautician, one day I was talking to her, I said, how much do you charge? I can't remember, did you say 50 to 100,000? I said, eh, just to put something here? <laughs> I said, just to put something here, you are charging? He said, ah, that is even, that is even fair. They will spend time, the person, what time do they wake up for that thing? 4 a.m. They will not wake up to pray at 4 a.m. But for that day, they will see pa 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 pa. The nose, the mouth. Sometimes you will not even recognize the person when you see the person. Is this the girl married in the church? You look at the girl. Ah, are you there? It's me, Pastor. Okay. Because she's looking like she's just looking like a queen. She's just looking, you know. I don't know if all those rings are maybe they are real or plastic, but. She's looking, the jewelry, she's just looking something else. She comes in, ah, people will just, everybody will take note. Everybody will just stand. Maybe we like it or not, when they, when they are entering, they say the whole church should stand. Have you noticed? Even pastor has to stand. Because that is her day. We all stand at attention. The girl is coming in majestically, majestically. She gets to the altar. The, the priest will now say they should bring the bride and the groom. If you are the best lady, if you like, be finer than the, the, the bride of that day, you better don't, don't raise your beautiful head. Just put it down. It's not your day. It's not your stage. It's for the two of them. I want you to imagine yourself and Jesus Christ, that you are the girl everybody stood up for, and Jesus Christ was waiting here to marry you. And as you, as you, as you came in, Jesus put a ring in your hand. He dressed you up in the best robe that is possible. Can you imagine somebody beautiful enough that Jesus will want to marry? You are the person I'm talking about today. He's actually married you when he shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. You are the beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. And you are the righteousness of God. You are wearing the clothes of God. It doesn't matter what your history has been. It doesn't matter what your mistake has been. You are wearing the robe of God. He said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Demons will rise up. They will bow before you. Angels will stand at attention. When that bride of Christ, when that child of God who is redeemed in the blood I said you are the apple of his eyes he's waiting for you this morning you are coming to the throne you are dressed up in the robe of God you are looking beautiful you are looking beautiful you are looking beautiful you are looking wonderful you are looking powerful you are looking blessed you are looking anointed I'm here to announce to a child of God today we have the robe of righteousness and when we stand before the throne we look like our bridegroom Jesus there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus I want to say there's no condemnation for you because Jesus himself has dressed you in his blood you may be nothing in the flesh but I want to announce to you child of God you are beautiful like the like the Lord Jesus you look like 
like him. He's the head, you are the body. We have the robe of righteousness. We can call him Abba Father. We belong to the same Father. Can somebody give him praise? Hey! Let it sink, oh, make it sink, oh, it will help your faith. Please sit for a bit. When that girl walks in, everybody stands up. She may just be 18 years old. But because the person married her, let me tell you something. You are the body of Christ. Unlike Isaiah, he didn't have the blood of Christ to cleanse him. So they have to use coal of fire to clean his mouth. The blood of Jesus has cleansed you. And you can stand and say, Father, I'm standing here because you made a way. I'm standing here because the blood made a way. My business will prosper because the blood made a way. You cannot be doing, you see, you see, a lot of people, they, they connect their business. A small river, when it eats a sea, it becomes more powerful because the water will enter a bigger water. When you have a headquarter that the money cannot run dry, you can't be broke. You are joined to him. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. The blood, the blood on the mercy seat qualifies you for grace. The robe of righteousness. When the prodigal son came, let's take his story. Let's just back that maybe we can add one more thing. The prodigal son, remember the boy? He got his inheritance, wasted it, ate with pigs, he was with harlots. He went as low as he could go. But when he came to himself, he said, ah, ah. No, Abba, no, no, no. I'm, I'm bigger than this. When some of us realize who is in us, we say, ah, no, 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 no. This is, this is not me. I'm bigger than this. He went back home. If you stay with pigs, you smell like pig. I'm sure all the good clothes he had, he had sold it to, to buy food. So he was looking like one of these reef rafts all over the place. But mercy was looking for him every day. Because the Bible said, when the father saw him far away, he ran towards him. Mercy will run towards you. It was like, ah, could that be my son? Ah, ah, ah. Anybody who was as tall as the boy, God knows your address. You will not miss your miracle. Could I be my daughter? Could I be my son? Could I? He said, bring the best robe. So they removed that ugly clothes from the pigsty. They wore him something new. I want to say you are wearing the robe of righteousness this morning. He said, put the ring of authority in his hand. When you marry to you get a ring. He said, put a ring of authority. Give him new shoes. He will not be walking the way he used to walk again. Don't you see on wedding day, girls walk differently? They don't throw away leg anyhow. They walk like there's a crown on their head. You see them walking like, like that. Have you noticed how they walk? They be walking like that. So what did she put on her head? As crown. Even the man changes walk. He doesn't walk gra gra again. When, when, when God touches you, it changes your status in life. In the spirit, your status has been changed. I say you have been upgraded in the spirit of God. There's a lot on the plate this morning, but let me just throw one more thing in. 
So the robe of righteousness, once that boy's clothes was, were changed, the boy had a right to party. They began to party. The senior brother came and said, why are they partying? Is it not that useless boy that came back? Somebody may say, it's not that useless girl. No, 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 no. It's not that useless girl. It is the one that has found mercy. I am the one who found mercy. I'm the one that the blood found me. My history is gone. I have buried my past. The blood has wiped it away. I have found mercy. I have found mercy. Say, so bring the fatted calf, not the one that is, that is starving. Can you imagine a boy that has spent everything? He brought the fatted calf for him. Some of you think you don't qualify for good things, but I'm here to tell you, in this season, in this season, in this season, we qualify for the best. My children qualify for the best. My business qualifies for the best. I qualify for the best going out, and I qualify for the best coming in. If you believe that, wave your hand and thank him. Not by what I have done, by, 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 but by what he has done. Wherever the sole of my foot they've touched, I possess because I qualify by the blood. I qualify by the robe of righteousness. You are going to a higher place in the name of Jesus. All right, let's see. We can take in one more thing. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. So by the blood, by the robe, by the name also. Because you know when you get married, you get a new name. Some of you, when they call you uh, 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 Sarah, you say, Mrs. Please. Mrs. Please. Is that not so? Miriam, Mrs. Please. Dockers, Mrs. Please. Okay, Mrs. Dockers, we see you. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Wow, we have the name too. All right, let's take this and then. You can write down 2 Samuel chapter 9. We know the story from verse 1 to 11. And then uh, Luke 13, 16. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound low these 18 years, be loose from this bound on the Sabbath day? Grace has upgraded you and given you everything Jesus paid for by covenant. Grace has upgraded you and given you everything Jesus paid for by covenant. As I close this this morning, let me say to you, you yourself may not think you qualify. <laughs> I want to look at everything in the world today, in this country today, there are enough pressures for you to think it cannot happen. Look at somebody and say, somebody may say, how a person could build house inside this economy? How a person could train children inside this economy? How a person go ride car inside this economy? How a person go... In other words, how will I do... How will I buy a build a house? How will I drive a car? How will I train my kids with a depressed economy? In that story in 2 Samuel 9, there's a guy by the name of Mephibosheth who was crippled. Life might have crippled you some. But the only difference with Mephibosheth and other people at the time was that um, there was a covenant made 
in his behalf between Saul hmm, and David the king. And it was that covenant when David came and said, is there anybody in the, in the house of Saul that can help? Because I've had a covenant. If he has a child or a grandchild, by covenant, I must help that child. By covenant, God must help you. Because he made a covenant with Jesus in your behalf. Saying that you are the head and not the tail. Amen? Say he will bless you going out and bless you coming in. And he, he uses blood as evidence of that covenant. Friends, the covenant is in Christ. It's not in you. You are only a beneficiary. The children of Israel did not have a direct covenant with God. God had a covenant with Abraham. In Exodus 2, he said, I remember my covenant with Abraham and have come to deliver the people. There's a covenant with Jesus Christ. Even though the guy was crippled, he couldn't walk well. You know, a cripple probably was moving on his backside, moving on his backside, managing life. But the moment he realized there was a covenant, if you read the story, he said, you are going to be eating at the king's table. He's prepared a table before you. I said, you will be eating at the king's table. You are already at the king's table. He said, because we are seated with him far above. That's the table. Principalities, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. And is giving him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. See, I'm at the table of the Lord. There's healing at the table of the Lord. There's deliverance at the table of the Lord. There's protection at the table of the Lord. There's prosperity at the table of the Lord. I'm seated with him. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus I'm not going to sit I am seated now at the right hand of the Father I belong to the throne I'm seated this morning and Lord I thank you for everything Jesus paid for that I can enjoy this morning I lift up my hands and I worship you for the provision of the covenant. Why don't you stand and just start worshiping him for the provision of the covenant? Protection is yours. Deliverance is yours. Not because of who you are, but because of who he is and the price that was paid. Never forget, you didn't pay. I didn't pay. Somebody paid. Lift your hand and begin to thank God for the week. Lift up your family. Any journey you need to make, anything you need to do this week, say, I'm seated at the table with the Lord. Jesus paid. Jesus paid for me to be at this table. And I thank you, Lord, for provision of healing, deliverance, and everything that I need in this coming week. Daddy, I give you praise and I give you honor in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord praise this morning. Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International, Twitter and Mixilar at RBCM Online, and our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5.30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively. 
at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.